Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we proudly bring to you at a Studio 212 in the heart of Seattle, Washington, this is Physical Culture Radio. I'm your super dope host with the most, Greg Jones, at Coach Greg Jones, Instagram and Facebook, along with my super dope host, Chris Edmonds, lead mountain dog diet trainer. Chris, how are you doing today, buddy? Having a great day, man. How about yourself? Good, man. I am super stoked because I worked out this morning. <clears throat> been kind of busy training lots of clients and um, spending some long hours at both my gyms. So kind of burned the candle at both ends. But I just realized after today's workout, went and got an early workout in today, that um, my shoulders are feeling better than they've probably felt in three years overall. Oh, wow. And um, I've been, man, I've been nailing this joint recovery protocol. I've been stretching like a madman, doing all these little yoga routines um, that I had made for me by an expert in my gym um, who teaches classes, a gal that trains jujitsu and works out. Um, and I, I'm really happy with where I'm at. You know, uh, I'm kind of like you where haven't decided on a show yet, kind of just gearing up for maybe competing at some point in the future, but I, I feel like I'm on the right track and that, that, that feels pretty good. Oh yeah. That's good news. That's great news actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how's everything in the world of Chris? What's up with your competitors? What's up with you? What's new? I'll tell you what, man, it's uh things are rolling and I could not be more yeah. fortunate in terms of Clients and client success right now. I have a handful of guys that are transitioning out of shows and into an all season. Uh, yeah, and I still have my second half of the year uh, competitors. So, you know, it's one of those things where <clears throat> some guys are doubling down and really attacking hard, and other guys are going towards growth phases. So, you know, both of those things are a blast in their own right. I always feel like that's something that a lot of competitors struggle with is when they're dieting they want to be in the off season and then you get guys in the off season who wanted to be shredded for summer so yeah you know, it's, it's one of those things like you know it, you always it's the grass is greener and one of my emails to one of my uh, long-term clients we were chatting this morning and I said listen as a bodybuilder we're either starving or we're stuffed with food like there really is no in between you're either tons right. of food or you're little food and now honestly you know realistically there is a middle ground at some point at the beginning of a contest prep, but that typically phase doesn't last very long because your metabolism picks up, and once you start adding cardio and some fun supplements in, the next thing you know, you're like ravenous again. So, you know, it's one of those things I always try to stress to people that you just enjoy the moment, you embrace it, and, you know, soon enough you'll be on the other side. So, you know, I mean, I think Absolutely. you've experienced this a lot. 12 weeks at the beginning of a prep or – you know, for some people, that's the middle of their prep. Sounds like an eternity, but then you wake up one morning and you're two weeks out, and then you wake up the next morning and it feels like, you know, it's show day. And you know, you right. a lot of times competitors get caught up in this like whole groundhog day mentality, and they get burnt out on it. But you really kind of have to just relish in the moment and say, hey, I'm gonna take each action item as a time, and I'm gonna be thankful that I have the ability to eat organic food and train an air conditioned gym and, you know, have the ability and the, and the funds or, or means to do a sport and hobby that requires a lot of disposable income. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's a, I, that's a <laughs> I, go ahead. I think the word that comes to mind is gratitude. Yeah. And, 
and having gratitude in being able to do what we love to do to being able to to have the choice to work out and the and the choices that we have to be able to eat clean and to make your meals and have the money to buy the food to do right. so um not everybody has these luxuries not everybody has the time um to do all this you know these things and and go after these hobbies like like we do and a lot of people set out to do and i think there's a bigger analogy that we can draw upon with you know how it, life in general can kind of be likened to a contest prep and you know today's episode we're going to kind of concentrate on talking about how doing a contest prep whether you compete or whether you do not compete just doing a diet prep can enhance your life for a lot of different reasons so you know for me you know you're talking about guys and gals in the off season or in the prep and the grass is always greener and there's always you know you're always looking toward the next thing i think in life <clears throat> a lot of times you know whether in business or personal relationships or you know you're always looking to get to the next phase you're always looking to, okay, well, what am I going to do when I get to this phase in business? Um, what am I going to do when I get to this phase of a diet? And I think if you have a goal in mind, and th these can be relationship goals, these can be business goals, these can be, you know, personal body goals. Um, I think you look at the longevity of the whole thing. And th this isn't a race. This is, th th it's it's a long journey that, that we go through. No matter what you're going through, you know, whether you're talking about a relationship or whether you're talking about business, or whether you're talking about um, your body and the lifestyle that you need to live, I think, you know, being highly organized and I think organizing yourself in the terms of the macro, what I mean by macro is, let's say a year long plan is a macro or the long term of your life is considered the macro. The micro is the little training weekend, week out, month in, month out, day in, day out, where you make the food, where you work out. But I think there's a lot of crossover uh, and, and, and being organized. What do you think about this? Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, t to me, the sweet spot of a prep and, uh, you know, I've got to talk to you guys before. If you are, if any of my clients are out there listening, you know that I prefer long preps, meaning 20 yeah. to 24 weeks. I just do. And I'll kind of talk through why. And, you know, a lot of people, they hear that and they're like, oh my God, that's an eternity. And how can you stay on a diet that long? And it's not that you're staying on a diet that long because at the begin the first eight weeks or so of that to me is just settling in. You know, I typically yeah. remove a lot of I remove cheat meals. Not for everyone. People who start really lean, I keep them in. But for the most part, we eliminate all cheat meals, and that's to a speed your digestion. It's kind of getting your body running like a machine. You, I want to perfect the times that you eat on a clock. You know, in the all season, everyone I think is a little guilty of that. Uh, you know, maybe eating a meal late or a meal early. And in a contest prep, when I say it's time to start, I want you to hit all those meals at the right timing and the right sequencing because I want to train our body to be ready and hungry at intervals. So 
the schedule was huge. We develop a schedule. We get a training schedule. We, you know, start ramping the intensity of training. And that's something a lot of guys don't even take into consideration. They, you know, and, and when I say take that into consideration, I like to throttle down at the tail end of an offseason to where, like, if I'm using me as an example, the last two months I was probably training four to five days a week intentionally trying to go hard but at a reduced frequency within this gym and then just right. recently within the last three weeks I took I've taken that back to six days a week um, and okay. the purpose for that in my opinion is to shock the body as I've talked in a previous episode before I start a contest prep I always want to cut all cardio out of my plan I want to take it out because I want to decondition my body to it so that when I add it back in at a very low rate and for me most of the time I'll add cardio at you know, three sessions at 20 minutes on a Stairmaster at level five, if I'm being super specific. That's yeah. super easy, but I will see fat loss off of that. So without even modifying my calories, I can add that cardio back in and I'll probably drop two to three pounds for the first two, three weeks of doing that. Just simply by adding 60 minutes total for the week in terms of cardiovascular activity. So you have to be diligent. You have to have a schedule. And, you know, a lot of times like, if I'm speaking for myself specifically, I get really lazy with health supplements, fish oil, evening primrose oil, curcumin, uh, citrus bergamot, uh, all that health stuff. I get really yeah. lazy with in the off season. And I just don't do it. Um, if something's hurting or if I have issues like that come back with blood work, I'll pound at them. But if everything's in working order, I'm, I'll just be honest. Like that's one of the areas that I struggle with and fail at. But when prep starts, I don't. I, miss, I hit those every freaking day. Because I know that that's time. It's time to get serious. So to me, like you said, with a contest prep, you know, it creates a schedule. We're creating habits. And yeah. that really sets you up for a successful day. And in my opinion, a successful prep. You know, something you said a minute ago um, about changes and progress. And, you know, that's one of the, the group of competitors I don't really work well with are the ones that come to us and they say, oh, I want to do a bodybuilding show because it's on my bucket list. And... That always right. kind of blows my mind because to me, bodybuilding is is a evolution. It's you know you start at a spot and you work towards that over years. I just didn't yeah. wake up one morning and say, "Oh, I'm going to be a bodybuilder and I'm going to try a bodybuilding show and then I'm going to move on to fill in the blank marathons, motocross, karate." I don't care. Yeah. I, I, yeah. To me, it's not a bucket list option. Now, if you're a powerlifter and you have shitloads of muscle and you just need to shed fat off, okay, I maybe understand that. Or if you're a strong man or, you know, you're maybe an athlete and you have a low body fat percentage with a lot of muscle, then maybe I get that. But if you're looking to really compete, and when I mean compete, I mean, you know, if you're looking to win overall at a good regional show, you're looking to do a junior nationals or a national level show. That's not. This isn't. Isn't a bucket list type sport, in my opinion. It's kind of like golf. You just can't pick up clubs and expect to shoot in the seventies after a couple times or a couple attempts. So, right. <laughs> well, that was a rant there. <laughs> you know, I. It's funny you bring that up because I think a lot of people, you know, in this, you know, we we always come back to social media and the shit that's out there on Instagram and Facebook, and and people scrolling through and looking at, you know, you know, fitness models, girls, guys, and the whole industry. And then they look and they go, you know what? That looks like a good idea. I should try that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's where it stems from. Yeah. Um, agreed. Or, or yeah, it, it's, it, it stems from people scrolling and looking through 
on social media. It used to be when we grew up that there were very there there was no social media. There there were just very specific hardcore body magazines, bodybuilding magazines, and you know when you started working out in the gym, you know those these magazines were around. You know you'd you'd do your cardio and flip your Iron Man or Flex or Muscle and Fitness and uh, muscular development. And, um, you know, different people were in the gym would seek it out. That's how you kind of started getting into wanting to be in that lifestyle and wanted to become a physique, quote unquote, physique, you know, bodybuilding athlete is by, you know, what you saw in the gym and the the media that was out at the time, which was, you know, print. It was it was yeah. it was magazines. And so, so many things have changed now for the better and to the detriment um, in, in certain uh, aspects. And, and, and if you look at it, you know, from a positive scope uh, and the breadth of the industry or a negative scope and, you know, the, that it's become watered down and there's a lot of fuckery in, in the industry now that isn't serious uh, and true to the sport. And I think that's what, you know, coach Chris is alluding to here is these, these people that are in it for short term, they're in it for attention. They're in it for the wrong reasons and they're not in it for a lifestyle. And I, I think what we're talking about here is using a prep, using a contest or not doing a contest, but still doing a prep taking this 16 to 20 to 24 weeks, maybe getting with a coach and getting your shit organized, getting your meals organized, getting your training organized, getting the check-ins, having accountability, holding yourself accountable. And I think the, you know, what it helps is organize your life in a way that you haven't organized it before because you can't succeed in, in really getting your best shape ever if you don't have a plan, if it's not executed, if they're not daily tasks that you adhere to every day, and if there's not sacrifices that are made. So I don't know one fucking person that has started and ran a business without sacrifices of some sort. Yep. Now, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, their their stress level went up tenfold, uh, and, and, and or all of the above, um, business businesses are hard to start and run. And I think everybody wants to be an entrepreneur these days. Everybody, you know, I, they, a lot of millennials, I, I think like a lot of people feel they see all these different people in business and they think, oh, well, I'm going to start my own business because, you know, everybody else is. And you don't realize how, hard it is until you actually run your own business or associated with somebody who owns their own business because it is not easy brother it is it is opening up a whole can of worms and i think my main point here is the accountability that you have to put on yourself and that someone puts on you to get in the best shape you've ever gotten. And I'm not talking about just, 
you know, doing intermittent fasting, getting, getting in shape for 4th of July or for a, a, you know, a summer vacation. I'm talking about getting down to very low body fat percentages, you know, close to 5% for guys and under 15 to maybe 12% for girls and pushing your body beyond self-perceived limitations and, you know, beyond where you've taken it before that that's what we're talking about here. And, and I think there's a lot of benefits, uh, that you can, you know, take home from, from doing a prep, uh, and, and the discipline that is behind it, because this is all about discipline and the carryover to discipline in every aspect of your life is just huge. You know, a, a great example of everything you just described. I had a young kid. He was like 20. Come up to me in the gym one Thursday. And I just finished training legs. And I was in the locker room. And yeah. I was just taking a look at my quads and hamstring to see how good the pump was. And he looked at me and he goes, hey, man, you think if I trained my legs like I just watched you do, like how long do you think it would take mine to get like that? Like three or four I months? I love that question. That's awesome. <laughs> and he was a little skinny <laughs> guy, man. And I laughed. Right, right, and, I, right. and I said, I, my, it has taken me 15 years for them to get like they currently are. And I said, just yeah. to put things in perspective, if you times, not a fucking just, day sooner either, not a day sooner than a decade and a half for sure. <laughs> like, so think about that. If, if I simply, and listen, there's periods where I train legs twice in a week, but let's just say I train legs once a week for 50, the last 15 years, which I know for a fact is more than that, but that's minimally 580 workouts. Like, to get legs that are built like my current level of development, 580 yeah. workouts. And I know it's more than that because there's good portions of twice a week, sometimes three times a week, leg days. Like right. so many can't wrap their mind around that. They're like, Holy shit. I have to do over. Did you break, did, you, did you start breaking down the math to this kid? Oh God. Yeah. I told him it'll take you <laughs> at least 600, 600 leg days. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, that's so hard for people to comprehend, and not that's just simply talking from the workout aspect. If you start factoring in meals, like then you want to blow someone's mind, right? So let's just <laughs> just for the ease of conversation, right? So you say fifteen yeah. years, time you know times fifty two weeks times forty two meals in a week. That's almost thirty three thousand meals. Yeah, most people can't do ten in a row, right? Much less thirty three thousand. Um, right. <laughs> that's like when when you start breaking down hard numbers like that for people, like it kind of like really blows your mind. But think about it in any endeavor in life, you know that you that you're trying to be good at, whether it be sports. Like think how many hours you spend on the football field trying to perfect your craft, or you know yeah. how many hours in school you spent trying to get more intelligent. Like people don't factor those things in, and. No, I always, always stress that. Like I have a young kid right now who I'm working with great upper body, medium to bad lower body. And he wants to know how long it's going to take him to bring it up. And I'm like, dude, it's probably going to take three to four years for you to start seeing some serious, like I'm talking major catch up. And he's wrapping his mind around that. It took first. He was like, man, that seems like it's going to take forever. But I'm like, yeah, well we have to untrain 10 years of you just cranking on your upper body and not working your lower hard. When you start talking yeah. about that, like then that's where we start making progress. Like I'm always big 
and I think as you know this, like long term, long term, long term, not the short term. Right. Because then right. you have to do things that are crazy, right? Then you start looking at people who are training legs three times a week, year round for years on end. Then you run into joint issues or you have to push chemicals really hard. And then you start running into health issues. Like if you want long-term success with the medium amount of side effects or potential side effects, because listen, we're all going to wake up one day with back pain and knee pain, but I want to try to minimize that as long as possible. But, you know, to kind of refocus what you're talking about, organization of meals, organization of supplements, you know, having a plan with your workout and cardio. And when I say have a plan, most people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to jot my workouts down. No, the workouts need to be progressive. You need to be thinking about frequency and duration, intensity, how many sets you're going to do, the volume, how you're going to taper that or raise that and how your food's going to pair with that differing volume set. Like these are all things that to me during a contest prep is all dialed in and why you see so many people make such great progress who can do that. It's because every aspect of sleep, rest, recovery, massage therapy, uh, their cardio, their stretching more, their nutrition, chiropractic work, all that stuff is dialed in and dialed in perfect. And that's why you can see the guys who drastically change, like the the really crazy before and after photos you see on the internet. That's because people have done things right for years on end, but then that focused 12 to 20 weeks, they are perfect. Not just focused, they're perfect. Yeah, And that's not easy to, to wrap your mind around if you don't practice that. No. And that's why, like, the more shows we do, the more years we have under our belt, the better we get at that process. Because, like yep. anything in life, the more we do it, the better we get at it. And the more things we learn, and we learn through making mistakes. Or you pay someone that has years and years of experience to remove all those mistakes from your life. Um, yeah. You know, uh, one of the things you have on here is the benefits of forced discipline. Um, something I always talk to my clients about is, you know, when you start beginning to restrict food, it makes you appreciate food, right? So if you have days where your carbs are, you know, 50 to a hundred, the days when you get the carb load on 500, you're like, man, I'm really grateful (laughs) for, for rice, grateful for cream of rice. You don't even need shitty food, but when you're hungry, you don't, all you, I've had guys say to me, dude, I don't want cheeseburgers and french fries i just want more chicken and rice i just want more eggs and oatmeal i just want a steak and a huge fucking potato that little things of learning to make yourself get up before your alarm gets off and do your cardio faster when you're starving you know getting two gallons of water in a day things that force you outside of your comfort zone and you to become almost impervious to suffering pain because it's working you towards your goal it's mastering Groundhog Day. So there's lots and lots of benefits to me with forcing yourself to a routine, holding yourself accountable, because to me, there's nothing more accountable than getting on stage, getting your professional photos taken, sending them beside the photos from your last show and being like, fuck, I'm worse. What did you do for the last two, three years? What did you do wrong? But there's nothing more rewarding than looking at the previous show to the current show and being like, damn, I made some good progress. Do I need more? Yes, but that's significant change. And and that's yeah. super rewarding. And it makes everything that we do, to me at least, worth it. Um, because yeah. not only are we getting better mentally, but we improve physically. And, you know, it's like that scene from Pumping Iron where Arnold says, you know, if you need more shoulders, unlike a, a you know an artist that'll put on more clay on the sculpture, we get in the gym and we do shoulder press, we do side laterals, we do front raises, we do reverse peg deck. Like... That's what's right. cool. You go back to, to to me at least, what I love, and that's hard training and eating good food. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, when talking about um, having a mature body, when talking about the development that takes place over a significant amount of time of training and eating so many meals and eating meals in the right manner, uh, month after month, year after year, you know, I, I think about the inception of my second gym. So I opened my second gym on my son's birthday, October 23rd, um, 2017. He was born in 2016. So I opened it when he turned one. Um, so it's only a year and a half old and that gym is not even going to be mature probably until it hits four or five years old, which will come in, you know, two and a half to three and a half years. And that is a life cycle of a small gym and getting a small business to maturity. These things don't mature after one year. These things don't mature after four months. Uh, neither is your body. And right. it, 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 it takes years of stick to um, and discipline and running into all the problems and, and, and just being relentless and, and marketing and, you know, nailing everything, getting your team, uh, you know, all on the same page and, you know, nurturing your employees. It's no different than what you have to do with your body. Um, the, the analogy, uh, taken from, from it entered into your physique is the same principles are applied. So I, I, what I really feel is cool about doing a prep is I think it makes your whole life more productive. Would you agree with that? <laughs> Until the last two to three weeks, I can a thousand percent agree with you. <laughs> it's just as far as the organizational skills that yeah. you're learning to, to manage your meals and your eating and you know, making the meals and your workouts and your cardio and everything, everything has to be on point. You got to get up early. If you don't, for most people, most people, we're not professional bodybuilders. This is all we do. Like we run businesses, we either do diets or run gyms or, you know, have other vocations. And then we're doing our bodybuilding hobby. Um, extra on top of everything else. So if you don't have everything, you know, organized down to the T every day, you're probably not going to succeed. You're probably not going to get it done. It's too freaking meticulous. But then there's that carryover that you've learned from doing that and then carries over to your business, carries over to, you know, nurturing a relationship, carries over nurturing, you know, for a child that it makes that stuff a little bit, I'm not going to say easier because raising kids is not easy. Running a business is not easy, but it makes it doable. Like you have the skills to be able to get everything done in a day and you fucking organize yourself. Um, you know, I, I always I, find with myself, I don't know about you and your gym members, but I find myself yeah. holding the, my clients way more accountable um, because I'm like, listen, if I'm, if I'm rolling 90 minutes of cardio a day and on a and I'm having low carbs and I'm still training seven to 10 times in a week, like you have no excuse to not nail your shit. <laughs> you just yeah. don't. And you know, I, it's because I feel like what you said, I always feel like my body's operating on like high octane gas 
in that, and there's a sweet spot to me personally in prep about 12 weeks to about six weeks out that I just, so much shit gets done in a day. I'm, my house is clean. My yard is perfectly mowed. Uh, my clothes are washed and put away. Like, I just feel like I'm not, I'm a better parent. I'm a better coach. I'm a better friend. I'm a better husband. And it's because what you said, you have all your ducks in a row, so to speak. There's nothing out of line. Every minute of your day is allotted towards something because you have to be, because you know, at six o'clock you eat meal one at nine o'clock you eat meal two at 12, you eat meal, your pre-lift meal, you train at one, you eat your post-lift meal at four, you eat your next meal at seven, you eat your following meal at 10, you're in the bed by 1030 and you're awake by five o'clock for cardio. Like, yeah. And the reason I can roll that off so easy is because I've done it for years. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my schedule. So, you know, it's one of those things like you become hyper-organized and focused. And because if you aren't, that you, and you kind of fly by the seat of your pants, as we've talked to about, you know, for you in the past, you aren't as productive. You lose minutes. You lose hours. Next thing you know, you look up and it's time, and you were supposed to eat a meal 90 minutes ago. And you're like, oh shit, now I'm supposed to be at the gym, which puts me behind there, which means I got to put my kid up from late from school, which sends my whole life into a tailspin. So, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it just makes yeah, life it's, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think going through this process, you know, you have to commit to a certain amount of months and the lifestyle behind it in order for it to really stick. So I recently got a couple uh, new gals. One one gal was going to jump on with me. She got all excited, uh, wanting to do a bikini show. And then I started rattling off all the different things I needed from her. So I said, you know, I need to know all your meals. I need you to write down and keep in my fitness pal and then send to me when you're eating, what you're eating, how much of it you're eating at the different times of day, snacks, drinks, foods. I want a typical work day and I want a typical off day. Just keep a log of like three or four days. And then behind that, because I need to figure out how many calories you're at right now before I can make you, uh, you know, a beginning diet. Um, and, and she's like, well, you know, I, I want to lean bulk. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> let's figure out, let's figure out where you're at first. And then behind that lean bulk, you know, we could, then I, I proceeded to tell this person, um, I said, you know, this is going to be a six month commitment. I need at least six months out of you to commit to this. I'm going to hold you accountable. There's going to be weekly check-ins. I will adjust your diet weekly. Um, I will send you training plans and behind those check-ins we'll make adjustments as necessary. Um, but you got to know that this is what you're, signing up for like this is a commitment and you will be held accountable otherwise you know it 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 probably won't work for either of us and yes and and this gal was at all was all gung-ho then a couple hours later said hey you know what i don't know if i can do all this this is a lot (laughs) this is a lot i don't know if i can commit to it 
and uh, maybe we just revisit it at another time. And so, you know, it, it's a lot. Opening a business is a lot. Having a kid is a lot. Um, taking you, on. Can I, touch, can I touch on three things there that you just talked yeah. spoke about? All right. Step one. She didn't really want to achieve greatness in, at that given goal. It wasn't right. a major priority right. in her life. That's step one. Yep. If you give up that easily and quickly on it, move on. I'm the wrong coach for you. Second, any female that says lean bulk or just throws the word bulk involved, in, in what world does a female want to be bulky? Like, you think yeah. about bulky, I think about like a bull, I think about an offensive lineman. Like, I don't even <laughs> like my bodybuilders to say that shit. No, we're going to gain lean muscle tissue, damn it. We aren't going to bulk. I'm not going to like go eat donuts and have my belly hang over my freaking waistband so I can't see my dick for six months. Like, yeah. stop it. Remove bulk. That's an old like 90s term that's outdated, bro. Like, yeah. nobody gets fat. No one should be getting fat anymore. Like, we've learned our lesson as a bodybuilding culture, I pray to God, and especially as females. Right. I don't care what category they are in. If they're bikini, physique, figure, even women's bodybuilding, we don't bulk. We make progress. Move on. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's a small right. rant there. Thirdly, no, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, if you can get clients to just send you the same photos at the same time in the same lighting in the same room of their house wearing exactly what they do every singular time i can't tell you how many times it takes certain clients that start with us just to do those simple things for me this so if you're a dude if you either have posing trunks or you have underwear i don't care just wear the same ones if you're a girl put on the same bikini or wear the same sports bra and underwear like and do it at the same time where the lighting's the same in the same room of your house with the same background. And then I need some following info. Like this is for everyone out there. By the way, if you're doing it on your own, track all these things. I'm telling you, it's gonna make life easier. You need to list your current weight versus the week you were the weight you were last week or the last check-in you did, how your digestion is. And that could be if you're hungry, if you're starving, so that you can pair that with your meal plan and say, Oh man, I was smashing food. And I still was hungry. Okay, great. Next, how's your training going? Do your joints hurt? Are you are you good with the volume? Do you feel beat up? Do you feel like you need an extra rest day? Any deviations from your plan? I need to know this stuff. Because yeah. if not, I'm going to assume everything that I gave you, you nailed 100%. And then lastly, you have to take the photos that I spoke about in the same lighting in the same time of day after the same amount of meals or water. That's why it's the easiest to do that fresh out of bed if you have someone to take them for you. If not, get a phone timer or video your quarter turns, your front poses, what, however you send me your photos. I don't care. Whatever your goals are. If you're a dude, I need a side chest, a back double, and a front double. If you're a bikini girl, show me front, back, side. I don't care. Video it and then still shot the screens and send them to me or just send me the whole video. But I need something to reference when I go back to say, okay, when I was eating this much food and doing this much cardio, here's how I looked. And then, in addition, what I like to, what you need to list on there is what your supplements are. So if you're enhanced, you need to know what phase of your supplement protocol you're in. If you're not enhanced and you're adding a, just like an over-the-counter fat burner or you're, you know, you've added intra-workout nutrition or let's say you started taking a pre-workout, that needs to be listed on there. So when I look back at my notes and I read, oh, I'm tired, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. If I'm off of pre-workout coffee and I'm lowering my stimulants, of course I'm going to be tired. It's not because my food's been altered. So keep these things. If you track it, that's why we need this as coaches. Because the more info we have, the better we can build your plans to make you be successful. So yeah. you know, speaking about that lady in, in specific, all of our clients that do well and achieve greatness and, and progress year after year do everything I just said to the T. 
Right. Because I get a clear picture of how your week or three days, two days, one day went. If you don't do that, it's just me guessing. And me guessing is not going to be nearly as good as me making an informed decision with your meal plan. So, yeah. 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 And I, and I think going through this, uh, for all the listeners out there getting through, um, from start to finish, uh, taking somebody or taking yourself from the starting line to the finish line. And I don't care if it's eight weeks, 16 weeks or 24 weeks, um, get through the process, um, from start to finish, commit to it, hold yourself accountable. Um, and, 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 and see it through, you will thank us and you will thank yourself for getting through it as, as it's really a game changer in your life. Um, when people do shows and they do their first show, they become so goddamn addicted to this sport. And for the most part, for the right reasons and for the most part to the benefit of their life and their lifestyle, um, and, and it changes people. It, it changes people's outlook. It, it changes people outlook, uh, their outlook on food, on training, on the discipline it takes to achieve that end goal. And I think you really gain something from it. I think you, you gain gratitude. Uh, you gain a new respect for, for people that, that see through to contests over and over and over again. They've done lots of shows. And um, I, I think it more than anything, it establishes that new lifestyle for yourself, which I, I, I think really sticks in uh, for the for the most part, especially when you have a good coach and they take you in and out of a show correctly and you, you don't willy nilly do this on your own in and out of a show because and and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. I've done this myself in the past and I was a huge rebound guy. Um, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different coaches. And I know Chris will agree with me on this one. If you're, if you gain 20 to 30 pounds immediately after the show, you're doing something fucking horribly wrong. A thousand. And, 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 and I have been guilty of this in the past and you rebound off a show because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You've been dieting for 12 to 16 weeks and, and, and then you're maybe you've had a coach or you haven't had a coach or you're done with them because the show's over and you don't want to spend any more money and you just start spazzing out and that cheap meal after the show or the couple days or the friends that get you to go out to eat then turns into a cheat week, then turns into a cheat month. Pretty soon you're fucking eating Lucky Charms at night before you go to bed and you're, and you're eating burgers and fries and pizza on a regular basis. And then guess what? All that shit that you worked and sacrificed for is for naught because you didn't take to the lifestyle that the whole goddamn thing was supposed to teach you in the first place. Is, I, have is, I have some advice for people here, man. If you're yeah. 12 weeks post-show, you still don't have abs, you aren't vascular through your appendages, and your glutes aren't squared off, 
you're fucking fat and did your reverse wrong. And I say this because I've seen it with hundreds of clients personally. I can get you growing off of four to 700 grams of carbs as a man, by the way, just to clarify that. Still having veins everywhere, hard abs, glutes squared off, hamstrings split, quads still feathered, 12 weeks post-show, if you do your reverse right. Right. If you are fucking fat and you look like a blubbery mess with 12 weeks post-show, you fucked it up. I'm just just let that sink in. Take accountability. Yeah. If that's you, fix it. Reach out to someone to help them get you to fix it. Like 12 weeks is not that long post show. You should still be in really good shape. Your workout should still be going strong unless you had an injury or something crazy or you were sick or had some just massive thing happen in your life. If everything went as planned, you have no major issues, you should still be pretty damn lean 12 weeks post show. That's just me speaking from experience of working with hundreds of people, seeing them do that. Yeah. If you're a man. If you're a girl, you, know, it, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, finish the female. Oh, break yeah. If, if, you're, if you're a female, you should still have clear muscle separation in your entire lower body. You should not have cellulite on your legs or glutes. You just shouldn't. You should still be able to see like the outline of your abs. Maybe not dug out. Some females are a little bit different genetically with their abs. But you should still have good abs. You should not be, as a female, over 15 pounds of your stage weight 12 weeks post-show. You just shouldn't. Right. I don't know why people have viewed that as acceptable. And it, maybe it goes back to that lean bulk term that you talked about earlier. You don't want to be bulky. You want to improve your physique. You want to, if you're a female, you want to keep your waist small. You can't do that if you gain 40 fucking pounds. Your waist is going to be blown out. You're going to go from being in a double zero pant to an eight. And guess what? You've lost all your lines and taper. Nobody wants that. Trust right. me. And you feel miserable. And it's going to take even harder dieting to get back into shape the second time. Like, hold yourself accountable. I'm not saying you can't have free meals. And I say meals, two to three in a week is tons. One is more applicable, in my opinion, if you're really serious about this shit. Hold yourself accountable. Get back on a plan. Keep cardio in. Like, get off all the super supplements that modify thyroid and shit like that. Do it intelligently. But keep training. Be smart. Get your body healthy. Like, keep it in a working order. Keep focused. Rewrite your goals down after you finish a show. Look at your photos. If you don't have a coach that does it for you, literally look at your photos and write your goals down. I want to improve this. I want my condition to be better here or everywhere. I want, I want to, you know, if I have a movement, let's say I want to do pull-ups better. I want to have an all-season goal of 25 consecutive pull-ups with perfect form. Make yourself tangible goals that hold you accountable and give you a reason to wake up and prepare your meals and a reason to get in the gym and work hard. So many people, they just fly by the seat of their pants, man. They have no goal, no direction, and they wonder why they they can't achieve better progress show to show, year to year, month to month. And it's because of those reasons. Like As you said, it needs to be a lifestyle. If you're in this bodybuilding, bikini, figure, fitness game, um, you need to embrace it if you fucking hate it do something else join a bowling league i don't give a fuck go hiking with your friends be a marathon runner and you can eat donuts every weekend like (laughs) just an example you know i I saw this really cool video the other day of arnold talking about accountability and he was specifically talking about challenging yourself and he talked about um his training partner franco colombo And the point he was making in this video is he goes, we used to challenge ourselves 
and we would challenge ourselves to maybe one day we would do bench press and we would see who could get the most reps in our working weight um, on 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 incline bench press and then see who could get the most reps at, on dips and then who could get the most reps on flies and they would go back and forth and challenge each other hold each other accountable pretty pretty soon these guys were the two baddest motherfuckers on the planet exactly and right. and he said you're you know you're the goals that you have and what you want to achieve need to be stronger and then then your your need to go eat a fatty fucking meal. Yep. So when you think about holding yourself accountable and the accountability to get in good shape, if you want to go eat a fatty fucking meal, is that gonna is that going to further your development and help help you, you know, grow and help your muscles recover? Or what's gonna be the best thing after that workout that you and your workout partner had where you challenged yourself, are you going to go eat a, a lean meal of, you know, clean carbohydrates and protein? Or are you going to go eat a meal that may satisfy you and feel great to eat because it's filled full of fat, but it's not going to do anything for you. So you got to make the decision for yourself, which way you want to go. And if you want to feel better about yourself, if you want to hold yourself accountable and finish something from start to finish and, uh, you know, see the true potential of your body, then, then do that and make the commitment. It's just like anything. I mean, you know, the thing, the, the shitty thing about some parents is they, they have kids and they're not committed to raising the kids. Nope. And then what happens to that child? And I, I don't know it's kind of a, a extreme example, but, but, my my point is if if you're going to make the change and you're going to commit to yourself c- commit to it start the process finish the process you're going to thank yourself later for it yeah i mean listen life is too short to have regret or to do yeah. something you hate if you freaking hate dieting doing the stairmaster training do something else if you're a quitter or you're okay just like not finishing the race like that's not going to be a very fulfilling lifestyle, in my opinion. I've yet to meet someone who's okay with just being second or third or fourth or kind of doing something half-ass. Like, attack that thing full freaking throttle and get some reward from it. Like, everyone in their day-to-day life has things they struggle with, but don't allow nutrition and training to get in that way. Like, you should be able to enjoy it and relish it. And like I said earlier, if you don't enjoy it, do a new hobby. Because very few people are getting paid very much money to do this. And yeah. I always see it, like, you know, you'll see competitors post FML, like, on the Stairmaster again. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to jump on that Stairmaster and hit start with a smile on my face because that's going to work me towards where I want to be. Like, right. you know, you may not like going to work every day, but guess what? You live in a nice home, you drive a nice car, and your, and your kids and family are supported. And you do that because you love them. And... Yep. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to wake up and I love training and I love my wife. And those two things in my life are super rewarding. I love our kids. Like those two things, that's what my world revolves around. Training them and them. It's as easy as that. Like literally I've set myself up in a great spot in life to where every day I wake up and I do exactly what I want to do. I'm in my dream job scenario. 
And it right. came through years and years of hard fucking work. It came through years of dating shitty women to finally meet her and then have our kids. Like, it takes work on the front end, but then it's rewarding when you're in a spot of relishment. And that's, to me, if we can stress anything, like, attack this stuff with passion. If you're going to do a contest prep, do it 100%. And listen, no matter where you place, first or last, if you give it everything you freaking have, you will have zero regrets. Just will. I completely agree. Hey, guys, for Chris Edmonds, I'm Greg Jones. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Physical Culture Radio. Thanks, guys.